the impudence, the audacity, the unmitigated gall of those knuckleheads of liberty podcasters daring to voice opinions outside the mainstream of accepted thought. Listen, if you dare, it's angry, it's funny, it's even sometimes sad, but it's always based on freedom and justice, as you will see. Here's our host, Jason McPhee. Welcome to the Knuckleheads of Liberty. We're coming at you on August 3rd, 2022. And I tell you, every day seems like we're just a little bit more into that economic abyss with uh, Biden steering the ship. But before we get into any of the details on the show, let me introduce you to our panel. In our upper left-hand corner, we have our screaming eagle of freedom, Tim Everett. He is a pilot in the state of California. In our upper right-hand corner, we have... Leon, the word Brathwaite, last word in liberty. He is a retired engineer in the state of California. And my name is Jason McPhee, and I'll be your host today. Uh, so I, I tell you, the inflation, aside from the whole discussion of recession, we also have, you know, this uh, debacle of inflation going on as well. Um, certainly some of this was to be expected when you have uh, a COVID prescription where you literally throw money into the economy and shut down production. I, I can't think of a, a more, uh, you know, toxic recipe for inflation. Um, but now the, the, the big thing that Biden just won't seem to learn, he keeps thinking that the solution is more money, more money, more money is uh, the way to solve inflation. And uh, so they, unfortunately, uh, he just got a lifeline that Joe Manchin, and, and maybe we could get the uh, image up for the show. So Joe Manchin has just joined him uh, about a week or so ago, um, uh, or earlier this week, I think, on helping or committing to passing this Inflation Reduction Act. Um, and so that's going to give him a little bit of the build back better he was after uh, and essentially uh, pump, you know, some uh, hundreds of billions more into the economy uh, in order to just, uh, gosh, uh, just uh, it's like uh, aiming a fire hose of gasoline onto the problem, I guess. Um, and this is, uh, of course, they're saying, oh, it's no big deal. It's just going to be some corporate taxes. Uh, but that is actually uh just stuff that's going to raise prices, goods that are going to be passed on to individuals. Uh, you know, which just <laughs> that's, that's literally how how you get uh, you know some more inflation that way. Uh, but uh, the other issue is too that they had claimed that there won't be uh, any tax hikes below. Uh, that was one of Biden's promises on families earning less, uh, I believe, than four hundred thousand. And this uh, bill is apparently going to uh, put taxes on families that make less than 200,000. And when you talk about uh, around the country, that may not seem, uh, you know, that, that may seem like a lot in some places. Um, but in places like California, I mean, that's becoming almost what you need to get by the prices. I mean, the average price here of a home is around $900,000 now. So, I mean, this is just, uh, uh, you know, insanity on stilts where this economy is going. Um, but, you know, Inflation Reduction Act, uh, <laughs> You know, uh, you know, let's let's uh, uh, see if that's uh, that's where this actually goes. In fact, they actually had a, a, a Penn Wharton budget model. Uh, they had said that uh, I think in the in the uh, long term, the inflation, uh, you know, that they 
pegged from this will essentially have little impact one way or the other on it. But uh, in in the short term, they predict uh, much as we're talking about this. This may actually increase inflation a little bit, and you know it's kind of just literally pumping some money uh, into the economy when you know that's that's clearly not not the remedy that we need. What do you guys think about this? I think they stop, ought to stop naming these acts the exact opposite of what they are. The Patriot Act, the Freedom Act, um, all these uh, acts that they come up with are, you know, the moniker they put on them is just exactly the opposite of what they are in reality. So maybe they ought to really call it the Inflation Increase Act, you know, instead of sugarcoating it with such, such nonsense. What do you think, Liam? Well, you know, uh, well, we we know if we put more federal dollars, which is which has been printed by which would be printed anyway, more federal dollars into the economy, we know what's going to happen. It's going to be inflationary. There's no doubt about that. Okay, but Manchin, you know, make this deal with Chuck Schumer, and of course they they have a whole bunch of stuff for um, for for West Virginia, where Manchin is from. That is going to help West Virginia, but it's nothing about a bunch of pork barrel, a bunch of pork that they have in this in the, in, the, in this bill, and a lot of it is going to spend on climate change and all this other nonsense. Like if the government could do something about the fact that the climate is changing, the climate has been changing since the beginning of time, and all of a sudden they think they could stop the, the change. I don't know why we're trying to do that. It is so ridiculous. It's beyond. It's beyond belief. <clears throat> But but the point is though, and I think you know, I know Tim, you're right. When when the government say we are here, and we are the government, and we are here to help you, this is the time that you should run, okay? Because the thing that they name these bills, they do the exact opposite, okay? This is inflation reduction, just like Tim said, is really should be inflation increase, because they put in federal printed dollars into the economy and that is nothing but inflationary yeah um i I just like to clear something up and and i know leon uses the the term inflation the same way i do and i just try to simplify it and i I define it exactly like leon says is that when when the government in inflates the monetary amount of money in the uh, currency and credit in the system that's inflationary. Um, and um, when Friedman said that inflation is always and everywhere a monetary phenomenon, there's a second half of that of that quote that no one really talks about. He he's also compares it to if the uh, output of productivity is increased at a lower amount than the inflation uh, rate, then it's inflationary. So it kind of qualifies that. It, it is the, um, the, the true definition is, is when inflation is higher than the productivity. So in other words, productivity is usually increasing, uh, usually unless you shut the whole economy down, but it's usually increasing. And you know, if, if the uh, rate of, of increase in, in the monetary system is, is, a, is on a parallel path, going up, then there's there's no uh, rise in prices. So when when Leon and I talk about inflation, I just want to clear this up with the audience that we are just talking about that inflationary aspect. We're not throwing in the productivity aspect of it. So for example, 
if, if productivity increased faster than the way the, the government was printing money, then prices would fall, actually. They would right. see falling prices. Yeah. If, if, um, if the, the productivity or the, the, uh, the creation of money were flat, but productivity um, um, declined, then also prices would go up. Right, because there'd be less less goods, so so there'd be uh, more money chasing less goods. So it's, yes. it's, it would be higher prices in that situation too. So 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 inflation doesn't always equal higher prices, and productivity doesn't always up or down doesn't always equal higher or lower prices. It just depends on the the juxtaposition of the two. Okay, exactly. So I want to clear yes. that up. However, yes. to make point. it it's simple in my mind. I, I do exactly what Leon says, and I call increase an inflationary, but that's what it's doing. It's blowing up the amount of money in the system. That's what I define as inflation, and that's what I call inflationary. There we go. Mm -hmm. That's all I want to say. Yeah, but your point, your point is valid. Though. You blow up, you blow up the, um, the amount of money in the system, but that blown up amount of money is chasing fewer, fewer goods and services in, in, in the economy, and, that, and thus creating the inflationary pressures. But yeah, I think I, I accept, I accept the explanation. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. You, you know, yeah. what's crazy about this though, is that we have a fed whose goal supposedly, and it, I guess it's a dual mandate. Uh, it, it's not the main goal supposedly should just be stable prices. Okay. That's what they're literally after so that everybody can feel good, I guess, about prices being stable in the long run. Um, but then they also talk about too, they, they have this dual mandate where they have to try to track uh, and, and keep down uh, unemployment numbers as well. But they literally just have one lever and they have these two things that are not, you know, directly uh, related to each other. And, you know, so it's just all voodoo as far as what they're actually, you know, doing when they claim that, oh, they're trying to help one, then they're trying to help the other. Well, I mean, you can't control them both with the exact same thing at the same time. Yeah, yeah, so, I, I, I agree. They went off the rails yeah. when they came up with that idiotic dual mandate. And, uh, you know, yeah, hey, just try to work on one thing at a time, okay, instead sure. of this nonsense. Yes. Uh, because, yeah. yeah, I couldn't agree with Jason Moore uh, that um, having, for one thing, tying unemployment to inflation is ludicrous, just flat ludicrous. But, the, you know, the, the, the bigger point I was trying to get to as well, though, here is that, uh, you know, even the, the main mandate, which is to have stable prices, why do we necessarily want that? I mean, the, the whole point of, of trying to become a more productive economy is so we can get more for less, right? And and so the idea is why on earth does the, the, the money supply need to keep up with it so that this feels like it's either stable or slightly inflationary, you know, which it, you know, quite frankly, it's, it's Keynesian imbecility. Yes. Yeah, and the, and you're right. Uh, Sticky wages is what they try. They don't they even need mandate number one. All they have to do is go back to 1913 and their original con contract, which was simply to be a banker's bank, just to help banks uh, to um, to not fail, so that so you'd have stability across the banking system. Okay, that's okay if you want to have a central bank for that. You know, and you you know just gotta print money and you know um, at least to tie it to gold. Get, give them that one single thing to be a banker's bank just and just go back to the way it was in 1913 and maybe we wouldn't have the, the problems we have today. Maybe there's a better way with 
you know, but anyway, you got to be tied to a gold standard. You can't have free reign because otherwise you get people like Krugman and Summers um, print, printing money at will, with reckless abandon, with yes. no holds barred, no limits, yes. and then blame it on the insurrectionists of January 6th. Yeah, yeah, the January 6th riders, which is kind of funny because technically they, you know, if, if they had destroyed a lot of goods in the economy, you, you may have actually yeah. been able to make a case for that. Yeah, but yeah. it's actually the rioters for the rest of the year that were destroying all the goods in the economy. Yeah. <laughs> so. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah where, where was the blame for their inflationary pressures back when they were burning yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, 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 the rioters of, of summer 2020, they destroyed so much goods and services in, in, in the economy. And, you know, none of them ever spoke about it. You're absolutely right. None of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the, the insanity and when I talked about, you know, prices going down, we literally see uh, these models. Austrian economists point to this all the time. I mean, you know, you, you look at the uh, uh, electronics industry and when you have the, the, the price of electronics fall, we don't all. Oh, no, the price of electronics yeah. is falling. What are we going to do? <laughs> oh, we're all happy that we're getting more for our money and it doesn't yeah. destroy the economy as that happens. So yeah, I, I just think this is we, we really need to be a little more skeptical about what these people are telling us who claim to be our shepherds on, on the economy. Yeah, for, for the first hundred years of the industrial age, we went through a deflationary uh, uh, economy. And it was good. We, we all, our standard of living skyrocketed during those hundred years. And then along came the Fed. <laughs> now, now, you know, here we are. Well, the so. Fed has got done and got me triggered, uh, Tim, and I think that's oh. a good segue for your good guys with guns. And by the way, we, we run this segment just because, uh, you know, there's all these people who want to regulate guns. And yet there are a lot of stories, especially nowadays, where we're hearing where people stand up, use their Second Amendment to actually do the job that the police say they're going to do for us, but yeah. seldom do nowadays. Yes. Yeah, especially yes. now, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, so, uh, yeah. And by the way, that uh, that latest one where the old guy with a shotgun. Oh, that's 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 really a good one for me. That'll be a next weeker then, too. Yeah, that's <laughs> next weeker. Oh my god! First of all, it's an old guy. Second of all, he's got a shotgun. Okay, all, 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 you know, you're you're checking all the boxes here. But, Biden should be all for him. I mean, right, yeah, right, <laughs> right at the door. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. But he wants you to fire shots off into the air and break the law doing that. Um, <laughs> discharging a firearm in city limits. Anyway, this happened in the city limits of St. Charles, Missouri on July 17th of this year. A St. Louis man on a bathroom break at a quick trip here shot and killed an armed robber early Saturday. Police said the robber was in, on a violent crime across three St. Charles gas stations. The Quick Trip customer, identified only as a 26-year-old man from St. Louis, stopped around 3.20 a.m. at the gas station and gave the address to use the restroom and make a purchase, St. Charles police said in a release. The man was on his way back to his vehicle in front of the store when he saw a black SUV pull up abruptly. St. Charles police on Sunday identified the deceased man. Now we're talking about the deceased guy, Lance M. Bush, 26 also. Wow, both 26 of St. Louis. Police said Bush was homeless, okay? Police would not release the name of the customer who killed Bush, saying St. Charles County prosecutors will review the case first to de determine if the killing was justified. And there's a picture of our uh, Mr. Bush 
The customer watched Bush get out of the SUV, run into the quick trip carrying a backpack and approach a clerk by the coffee pots, police said. Bush then grabbed the clerk and dragged her to the front of the store while she was screaming. The customer saw Bush inside the station holding a knife to the clerk's throat. Customer got his nine millimeter handgun from his vehicle, entered the store and confronted the suspect, police said. Bush, in a show of bravado, grabbed his backpack, told the man, I have something for you and walked toward him, police said. But apparently the man had something even better. He fired several times, Bush fell to the floor. The customer and the clerk who were uninjured, both called 911, police said. Bush was taken to a local hospital where he was pronounced D-E-A-D, police said. What's that spell? Oh, dead. Police said <laughs> believed Bush was responsible for two other crimes just prior to the quick trip incident. So they go over two crimes. I, I'm going to paraphrase. Uh, he held a knife to the throat of another clerk, 43, and injured her, sent her to the hospital uh, with, with various knife wounds, non-life-threatening, non but nonetheless must have not been the best night that lady ever had. Then another one where he broke into a different one and, and stole a bunch of stuff, which they found in his SUV. And uh, she's got other, um, uh, a bunch of other um, charges and larceny. He, he used to work at a, at a um, what was it, uh, Applebee's restaurant. And he, he got mad about the final paycheck. And so he busted up the place for $6,000 worth of damages. So well, real nice guy, but now he is D-E-A-D. Wow, a real, a real upstanding citizen, I see. Uh, someone for the Democratic Party, perhaps. Probably. <laughs> I mean, just considering how they vaunt the the lawlessness of uh, people in the past burning things down and killing yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I tell you, these are, gosh, these are just uh, uh, one incident after another that we're seeing nowadays. And I mean, this is really stuff that is, um, gosh, I mean, it, it, it really highlights the importance of having a second amendment, when, <laughs> you know, that's, uh, uh, you know, that's, it's so important now to self-defense it seems like Indeed. So, Indeed. yeah unfortunately i mean we don't make the rules but you got to play by them yes yes yeah well uh speaking of uh crime and uh kind of uh some maybe some of the crazy bail laws that are going on uh let's get to a story and darn it i did not pull up a video on time here for this but um uh, so a few weeks ago, um, the uh, representative, Republican representative who is running for governor in New York, uh, he was out stumping uh, and he had somebody come up and uh, assault him. Uh, he was on a stage um, speaking to a group of people and some guy just sort of wandered up. And I guess he had sort of a, a sharp weapon. I'm not I don't want to say necessarily a full-size knife, but it was sort of some sort of a blade. And uh, he 
he uh, approached him and then he sort of took a, a swing with the uh, knife and uh, Zeldin sort of grabbed him to stop himself from being stabbed. And then a whole bunch of people sort of gang rushed him and pulled uh, pulled this attacker down. Uh, not quite the Dave Chappelle <laughs> incident that we saw about a month ago, but uh, but still, uh, you know, quite a bit concerning. And the crazy thing was that uh, after this attack, he was uh, apparently immediately released on bail <laughs> so, or w without bail i guess you know because it's one of those uh states yeah. now where they're just yeah. simply not requiring any bail and i guess the guy seems like he might mm -hmm. have been really out of it that he really didn't know maybe where he was or what he was doing he didn't really have a good recollection the guy who was the attacker but to me that seems like even more of a reason to hold the guy exactly. <laughs> i mean if he's violently assaulting people and he's not sure what he's doing yeah. uh then, then this seems like it's definitely something where you know you might want to uh hold him uh until we're sure that the threat is is uh uh gone or we might have more of these uh you know potentially it'll take a good guy with a gun to stop this guy which is not right, something exactly. we want to see this uh yeah. eventually get to yeah. so well, what, what do you guys think about this you know under under new york under, under new york's um reform the um the, the bail reform the whatever they want they want to call it they charge the guy with um with um um attempted assault and believe it or not an attempted assault in New York is not a felony. So because it's not a felony, the prosecutors could not ask that the guy be held on any sort of bail. So the judge let him out. The judge had no choice in the matter. They let him, let him out without bail. Now, you just described the guy. You just described all the circumstances. The guy said he didn't even know who um, the congressman was or nothing. He just went up on stage uh, to, uh, to attack him for God knows what reason. But this is the, the problem here. These politicians put these things in place, and then who have to live with the consequences? Us, the private citizens. When this guy it was, it was a congressman, but still, though, he had nothing to do with this guy. The guy just decided that this is the time to stop this guy from speaking. Now, what craziness is this? What craziness is this? But this all goes back to the whole point. The, the, the tolerance of lawlessness that is going on in our society with all of these so-called reforms that is going on and then the selective prosecutions also that are going on, all of this is, is putting our criminal justice system at risk and putting the lives of our citizens also at risk. And this is horrible. And yeah, I, I, th I think uh, you're saying the same thing basically that Jason was, is that, you know, if they, they wouldn't have these kinds of uh, lax uh, rules, then um, they, uh, you know, then the good guys with guns have to come into play and we don't really want that after all. I mean, right. you know, we, we prefer not to be assaulted or robbed or any of these things. So, um, so I guess the rule is that uh, if you block the guy trying to knife you and prevent him from injuring you, that's an attempted assault and the guy gets off. But if yes. you you are too slow or too weak or or just don't see it coming and he assault and he stabs you with his knife or whatever he has, sharp pointy stick, then uh, that's an assault. And so, but essentially by the 
reflexive, reflexive defending act of the potential victim here, yes. actually a victim. The guy, the, the guy gets off. I mean, it's like, seriously, <laughs> the intent was to, 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 uh, to injure the, this uh, person. Well, no, no, no. Let him off because he was unsuccessful. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I, I imagine too, I mean, if this had been um, one of these Democrat legislatures who had, uh, you know, actual uh, bodyguards with them who were armed. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and do we really think this wouldn't have ended without uh, some bloodshed here? Yes. Uh, you know, I, I you know, if, if somebody had come at say Joe Biden wielding something like a knife, right? Do we really think that uh, you know that that that's not going to end in some kind of violence, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, this is just a bunch of of supporters of his who who jumped to the you know to his defense and and, yes. and pulled this guy down. But man, if somebody had been carrying at that point, you know, it could have gotten a lot worse potentially. So. Uh, and and you know that's the whole point of you know these these guys you know when there's when there's something this wrong that's the whole point of having a court and a police system is to uh you know when there's somebody who's literally out there who's potential threat to violently assault people and such that that's that's when we're supposed to uh you know be able to to remove that threat so it doesn't escalate into something where you know we, we literally have to uh, defend but ourselves with deadly force but look at what they're doing though, Jason. Look at what they're doing, okay? They're undermining the police. Remember this whole defund the police movement, which is still going on at, I mean, at, at a lower temperature these days. But they want to defund the police. What they're trying to do? They under, undermine law enforcement. Then they come along with this bail reform, this so-called bail reform. What they're trying to do? Undermine the, 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 the judicial system. So look at the, every, everything that we're trying to do to contain criminality is being undermined, the, whether, it's, whether it's law enforcement or whether, or whether it's the, the judicial system. They're just trying to undermine all of these things. And who's going to pay the prices? Us. We're going to pay the prices. Yep. Meanwhile, yeah. I must remind the listeners that uh, some guy that didn't assault anyone at January 6th, they're trying to pin a moniker of terrorists on him and give him, what, 15 years in prison? Well, that, that was se seven years is what he was recently sentenced to. That was somebody who wouldn't take a plea. So yeah. essentially, uh, wow. you know, and of course the judge said, uh, well, you know, he's we're not going to entertain 15 because you know, the terrorist thing is out. We're not going to define these people as terrorists. But, um, but but he did not assault anyone, correct? Not as, right. not as far not. as I can tell. Not. Yeah. He did not. So a, guy, he did not. a guy just there gets seven yeah. years. Because he was armed. Because so. he was armed. Yes, yep. exactly. He, he was armed. Say he had a, a firearm on his person. Yes, he had a. Yes. I think he had a. But it was holstered. It was holstered. Yeah. It was on his person, like you said. It was a holstered. But okay. he's going to go prison for seven years because of that. Yeah. So, so he was openly carrying uh, a weapon, uh, something that Sc Scotus uh, just uh, deemed was constitutional. Mm -hmm. Right. And and for that, uh, he gets. Uh, yeah. For, for for making AOC and uh, um, oh yeah. gosh, Pelosi uh, um, feel threatened, uh, they, they go to jail for years. But this guy literally physically assaults a, a Republican representative yeah. who's running for office, and uh, well, you're you're out on bail or without bail the next day. Yeah. Yes, uh, okay. <laughs> back to the tolerance. Go ahead, Tim. I'm sorry. Sorry. 
What's that, Leon? Well, you want to say something? I'm sorry, I cut you off. I'm sorry. I just wanted to be clear that th this is what's going on here. Oh, yeah. Again, again, we get back to the tolerance of violence and the selective prosecution of people. This is dangerous to our republic. Well, I think it's about time for our knucklehead noise patrol. We're pretty much near the end of our show. And that's something where we try and find something absolutely silly, which is so easy to find nowadays, <laughs> to be honest. And uh, in, in this uh, particular instance, um, and maybe we can get the visual. Uh, so a Yale doctor, uh, Yale medical professor, actually, um, had uh, recently said, uh, I guess they tweeted out that Biden working through his COVID uh, is actually the face of white supremacy. <laughs> specific quote, let me give it to you. She said, POTUS working while having COVID infection um, optimizes white supremacy urgency in workplace. Uh, set a bad example for everyone or sets a bad example for everyone uh, that he cannot rest. I... I mean, you know, okay, so you know, I can I can understand this this doctor having the opinion that hey, look, maybe Biden should send a signal if he's if he's really sick, maybe he shouldn't be out there, maybe he should take a day or two off, uh, you know, recover a little bit. But how is that white supremacy? I mean, my God, this is absolutely nuts. <laughs> I don't know what do you guys you know, think? This, I, I this just... article this uh, puts us in the unenviable position of defending Joe Biden. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, but to these idiots, to these idiots, everything that don't that 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 does not fit into their little narrative or their their little agenda, everything is white supremacy. I wonder what this idiot would have said if Barack Obama was president and he got he got COVID and he decided to work through that that time period. I wonder what she would have said then. Black supremacy. Or what would this idiot have said then? What would she have I wonder, said? I wonder if he did. Maybe he did during his presidency work through a sickness. Yeah, I'm sure he probably did. I never heard about him being dumb or not with any maybe, kind of thing, maybe like, he, or anything like that. Maybe he worked a little overtime one, once or twice. Yeah. You know, he, 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 he oversaw a lot of um, drone strikes on... Uh, you know, <laughs> Tar Targus dropped 26,000 bombs in one year. I wonder if he worked a little overtime. Hey, what kind of white supremacy is that? I mean, that's I wonder, a lot of and you know, and you know, Tim, he probably had a cough. He probably had a cough when he decided to yeah. drop all those bombs and do all those yeah. drum attacks. So if I he mean, had a cough and he was walking through that cough and still ordering yeah. the, the strikes on people, I wonder what this idiot would have called that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, for a Nobel Prize winner to be uh, putting in overtime droning people to, to, to you know, set of records and the amount of people he's killed with drones is, uh, yeah. I guess, I guess that's the new definition at Yale of white supremacy. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's... that's... Makes about as much sense as anything nowadays. Of course, of course, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, yeah, I think we've reached about the end of our show today, but thanks so much for joining us. And until the next time, stay free. Yes, indeed. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness always and forever. Thank you for listening to the Knuckleheads of Liberty podcast. Find us on Facebook, Rumble, YouTube, your favorite podcast network, and at knuckleheadsofliberty.com.